Can I get a mic check? Ooh, hey. What's up? Mic check one, two. One more time. When a man loves a woman. Check, <laughs> check, check. That's perfect. <laughs> yo, yo, welcome back to another episode of Knowledge Under Influence. I'm your host, Martez. Follow me on Instagram at Martez underscore for show. That's F-A-S-H-O. Man, today I have the founder and CEO of True Fit in the building, Tyler. What's up, man? What's up, man? Thanks for having me, dude. Man, it's Appreciate been a long it. time coming. No long doubt, time man. coming, but I'm glad no you're doubt. here. Um, I just kind of, just take me back to like, where you originally from? Yeah, so I'm originally from like the Howell, Brighton, Michigan area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Originally. Yeah. I, I don't go to Howell. What's that? I don't go to Howell. I mean, you've heard the stories. I don't know if you... I, <laughs> I really don't, and I—I I mean, no, seriously, I try not to because of yeah. certain reasons. But I don't really go yeah. to how they do have a like a good like outlet or something that a lot of people go to, yeah. um, or like the out, Tanger Outlet, Tanger Outlet, Tanger, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know, I don't better, but I always yeah. get weird stairs. And I don't ever buy anything. I like just go and like pick up shit and put yeah. it back. But I do that anywhere I go. They don't got anything. Yeah, I don't know if people go there. A lot, a lot of people. Yeah. They just they don't do. they don't got anything there. Yeah. So you grew up. You grew. What did you aspire to be like growing up? Yeah, man, it was uh, it was just straight music. music, music, growing up through high school, middle school, everything, just playing music. And how how do you think that came about? Like, what do you? Yeah, I don't I don't know, man. I think honestly, it started like back in the day, starting in, like the youth group church scene, and everybody's playing drums and yeah, guitars yeah, yeah, and stuff yeah, like that, yeah. man. And uh, and uh, I don't know, man. I started playing instruments when I was really young, and um, before you know it. It was straight rock band, get on tour, get on tour, get on tour. That was the only did, thing. I did you to have do. somebody who like maybe influenced you to do music? Anybody in your family do music or? Yeah, it, I don't know. I don't think so. I think it was just all my friends growing up inside yeah. that scene. This is really early on. This is like yeah. elementary school, early middle school. What? Yeah, they're all playing drums and stuff like that. And I think I got some FOMO and. And you just knew you wanted to like do music. Yeah, man. I was I was always obnoxious though. Like <laughs> I was a, I was like a little kid, and it, this is a funny story, man. We uh. We used to be like growing up, and I, I grew up in a trailer park. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, we'd have these big front decks, and all the trailer park kids in the area, and we would legit have concerts. And I was probably like in elementary school at this point, uh-huh. no, probably early elementary school. And we'd like we'd pull out our little instruments, our keyboards, uh-huh. and all this fake stuff that we didn't know how to play. And we'd literally get on this porch in front of the tra- like all the other trailer park kids would come watch us, which is crazy too. What? But we were lip syncing. <laughs> <laughs> what song? <laughs> Aqua and Hanson. What like, the fuck? Dude, I know. My sister did a my sister did a, a show. They called it a show where they literally just lip synced and choreographed to a bunch of Spice Girls uh-huh. songs. They're all dressed up like the Spice Girls back what in the day, man. The so fuck? yeah, man, without getting too off track here. No, uh, I mean we, no. That, uh, we uh just I don't know, early on, man, I don't know if I was just attention hungry for seeking some validation or yeah, something yeah, back yeah. in the day, man. But it was uh it was early on performance and all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff and then digging into music next and then it was all music 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 get on tour try to get signed all what was the craziest shit you believed like growing up that i believed yeah what was the craziest shit you believed oh, man. and or scene like what was the craziest shit? scene yeah like i'm talking about in that same in that same age like when that same age lip syncing on your fucking porch like yeah what was the craziest stuff i saw yeah man i don't know man i was in a pretty like eccentric upbringing yeah so i I gotta I gotta word this carefully because my my parents loved us you know uh-huh. parents yeah, adored yeah. you know adored us and stuff good heart but it was definitely a interesting upbringing um, but very like I like I got my firm beliefs in my faith but not on the mm-hmm. eccentric side right and I want to use that term lightly but um, growing up man it was a very very eccentric Christian household okay so it was um, man seeing some stuff. Man, there was some crazy stuff that went I, I down. I want to know. I, yeah, back in the day. I mean, I think the craziest thing I ever saw was um, 
was um like growing up my 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 grandmother at the time she was um she was she had some mental illness and so forth mm-hmm. and like schizophrenia and stuff like that mm-hmm. at the time and i didn't know that because i i didn't know in depth what that really meant yeah, right so yeah. i'm growing up and um <clears throat> and then all you know before she's in the she's in the front living room and she's like talking to people that aren't there screaming like screaming to people that weren't yeah, there and all yeah. those types of things and we're sitting there in the back room and i think that she's like possessed or something yeah, yeah. man. because that's legit like how eccentric As our a, christian yeah, household yeah. was man like that we believe you know and um and I remember like having some people come over from the, some people from my church were coming over there, mm-hmm. like laying hands on her and trying to cast out demons and stuff, man. What? It was like, it was like wild, dude. Like, what the fuck? yeah, it was, it was wild. Not that I necessarily like, you know, disagree upon that, but like as a little fourth or fifth grader kid yeah. and you're in the back room hearing your grandma talk to people that aren't there. And yeah. That's, it was that's crazy, crazy, man. That has to be crazy. That has to <laughs> be crazy. But literally you brought up that question. That was like immediately the first thing I could think of. Man. Went, I was that, like, that, and that was thinking back. That was probably too much for me at that age yeah probably. yeah, yeah. yeah. It, like i don't know i ain't never <laughs> seen i didn't i didn't really <laughs> you can laugh man it's crazy i didn't really grow up like in a essential like i didn't like my like our, my family was like they weren't like um they had faith that you know we believed but mm-hmm. we we didn't go to church every sunday mm-hmm. every wednesday no worship praise all that yeah. we didn't do that like my mom she she you know what i'm saying she was a firm believer in christ and she prayed all the time and we had to say our grace before we eat like mm-hmm. this is the bare minimum like it wasn't like oh you got a problem you know talk it over god or pray mm-hmm. on it like she wasn't like that she didn't really push religion on us yeah um which a lot of families do and then like especially like being catholic like you grow up in this the, a certain way and then you that that religion's pushed on you and then sometimes people go to opposite way and be like yeah, yeah. no i'm not about to live like this like yeah so yeah. i no mean doubt. we didn't have we didn't have to, i didn't have to go through that you know thank god or my mom or whoever mm-hmm. did it but i mean yeah um what are you most excited about right now in your life yeah you know that's a that's a that's a that's a cool question man because we're at a point right now like that uh the brand, like I think, up until recently, if if, if if anybody knows anything about True Fit, like we had a slow grow within the first couple of years, mm-hmm. and over the past couple of years, um, it's just been booming and things are ready to roll, yeah. and like all the systems and stuff are in place that we can literally not put the pump pump the brakes on it so much that we have to, right? Yeah, but only pump the brakes on it that we choose to, yeah. You know, and choose our own growth. But it's a cool, exciting time on the business side of things that we could, you know, now this year we have a national growth plan and those types of mm-hmm. things. And that's usually the question. That's usually the topic that I'll get talking to when people ask me about yeah. that. Like I just recently went through a kind of a cool epiphany, if if that's the right word, <laughs> um, some growth lately because um, literally like all these conversations, what are you most excited for? That would be my terms. It was always business, work, yeah. what's yeah, going yeah, on with yeah. True Fit because it's exciting and lives are being changed and that's yeah. what we do. But I just recently, um, I recently just had a mentor. Actually, he's uh teaching me my my yoga teacher training which yeah, is yeah, yeah. perfect yogi thing to do yeah, but yeah. he was giving an example of how he was asked like who are you and he was given a story about himself but mm-hmm. i'm sitting there relating in the back and he's like people are like oh what who are you and he was like oh you know i'm a he was a, he's an army veteran all those types of things he's naming off the things that he does yeah and then the person challenged him and they asked him like who are you really like who are you really oh, you know yeah. and i'm like he's like take away like what you do take away all those types of things yeah. like who are you right yeah. and i'm sitting there like I'm sitting in the room on my mat and I'm going, dang, dude, like if someone asked me that question right now, who am I or what am I excited about? I'd be excited about, you know, whether it is like, you know, mentoring people, feeding back into people giving or it's business and relationship type things. Yeah. Like, man, I just like over the past month and a half got rocked because I'm like, I don't think, you know, a month and a half, maybe two months now, kind of on a journey. I'm like, man, who am I really? Right. Like, 
big journey of I think a lot of accomplishments and just kind of being a, an achiever just is kind of you know how I'm wired yeah that it's always like what I'm doing what I'm accomplishing those types of things yeah. but like who am I really right right and I kind of sat back and I'm like man I don't have a good answer to that so over the past couple past couple months I'm just kind of in a journey to like really dig down do it's some self-awareness and you know seek out what things are do like what things are triggered by you know validation yeah, you know if yep. i've just always been trying to achieve or you know prove something because wow. of my upbringing and those yeah. types of things or you know maybe some daddy issues and those types of things yeah. um so i'm really i'm really excited about some serious personal growth right now yeah to where like usually it's and it, i'm still i'm still super stoked on what truth is doing and all those types of things but um it, it got to the point where i'm like man we're doing all these things and like and we're changing lives and that's what i'm supposed to be doing 110 percent. right but i'm yeah. like who like who am I? Yeah, you know, as yeah. as much as I can not repeat that question over and over again, but yeah. I think that's the only way to really explain it. It's like, but you gotta like a couple a couple months of just self growth. Exactly. You know, you know, I've been doing a lot of therapy lately and stuff, and yeah. that's usually a weird, you know, a weird term for some people. They think therapy, they think you some, know, sick and that yeah. kind of stuff. And I think you know, it's getting it's getting more accepted. People understand how necessary it is for anybody. I think May but, is like a mental. I think it might be mental health. Uh, awareness month or something like that i think it may be don't quote me but i think it is but no i mean you do have to do a a, a self um analyzing like in-depth um perception of yourself like you have to do that and i don't think we mm. do self-inventory a lot i think we oftentimes we become you know what society wants us to be or we mm. become something that that other how other people view us or we start living a certain life based on I mean, a lot of things like, you know, mm -hmm. daddy issues, anything like mm -hmm. you just start leaving. The, you suppress so much trauma. You know, so many things are passed down to you and you don't even realize it. Like even from your parents, like, you know, you know, traumas and things that they couldn't deal with. They passed down to you inadvertently. And you're like, well, how, yeah. how, I don't know how I became this way. So when yeah. you do that self inventory, like to answer that question, like, damn, who am I like to strip right. all that away from you? Like a lot of us can't even ask. I, like I wouldn't, be, I have to sit and be like, damn, I guess if you take this away and take that away, I, I, I couldn't answer who I am. Like, right. I, I don't know. So, yeah, I think those times, like, I think, I think a lot of times when that question gets brought up, people are thinking like either I've been diagnosed with, you know, some mental illness, or maybe I have a substance problem or those mm -hmm. types of things. And when really people dig into it, but I think for me, um, you know, my, my pride, I think that it was just such a, such a rocky upbringing that like my pride says, yeah, I went through that, but that doesn't affect me anymore. Right. That doesn't affect me anymore. And I'm just like, yeah, that was cool. I went through some trauma, but whatever, it doesn't affect me anymore. Right. And I've been like, literally people like want to talk about that story. They want to talk about like the things that you've been through and people definitely play the other end of the spectrum and they yeah. brag on what yeah. they've been through. Oh, I went through the worst, blah, blah, blah. Like, like they're wearing it as a badge, Yeah. which is unfortunate because why would you let why would you let trauma define you or something you wear exactly. around proudly? Yeah. But on the other end of it, if we're too prideful to act like it doesn't affect us, like we're never doing that self yeah. that self awareness check, right? So it was interesting to me because I just had I've been like I still, you know, have um a couple other, you know, business owners and so forth that I mentor mm -hmm. and so forth. And I'm just like literally like your productivity is not your worth, right? Mm. Our valid sorry, go ahead. No, so are you saying so you so you saying the work that they put out or uh, that they're producing is, is like, I don't, what are you saying? Wait. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of a, kind of a broad, like, yeah, like hippie question. Right. But the truth of the matter is, is like, I think as society, it's all about being productive. It's all about, um, you know, what your position is, how you're growing in your company. Mm -hmm. What are you growing? You know, like we're driven and most people are, it's inside their wiring, like they're achievers, mm -hmm. but especially if you're an achiever personality type, you, you never, 
you're you're valuing how good you're doing on life yeah. on how successful or how driven or how much you got done in that day yeah. or all those types of things and there's a lot of personality types that are wired that way like myself yeah where it's really like i'm feeling good i'm you know about myself i'm whether you know i'm I'm doing, you know, this in the gym, I'm, I'm doing super good in business, you know, I'm yeah. being super productive, which is all super necessary things. Right. Like, and that's to be your best, you know, best self and so forth. But like, if you really dig down, like, where is your value coming from? Right. Who are you without your achievements? Who yeah. are you? Who are you? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. It's like, it's rocked me up as much as it is a broad hippie question. Yeah. And I'm not trying to like talk no, about think, outer space and I stuff, think, that kind bro, of stuff. But every, it, like, I mean, like you said, like that is something like that's, that question is not stressed mental health is not stress shit you know mm -hmm. getting help for the things you're going through is not stressed enough it's like um it's not stressed so i mean it's not i don't think it's a broad hippie question i think it's something that, that needs to be discussed like you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying day day business especially with you being like a, a business owners and, and and people that are up under you like they got to come to you and they got to look to you and it's like when you sit back and you strip all of the it's like damn how much do i really have to offer anybody yeah. so yeah, yeah um so true fit true fit um <laughs> We got way out there. No, we did. We did not. We didn't. We didn't drift far enough. Listen, true fit. How, like, yeah. where did um, like, what influenced you to like start a gym or like, when did you yeah. first start true fit? Yeah, man. So hopping off like back kind of where we left off. It was all music, mm -hmm. playing. Um, I was playing like rock music, you know, and um, out of, out of high school, mm -hmm. I played. I played in a band throughout high school. We did. We did pretty dang good for not being able to tour right yeah. out of high school. What was the name of the band? Uh, it was called Monty. Money. Yeah, nice. How you spell it? I'm gonna look it up. M O N T E. There's an 11 year reunion show going down on Saturday. I, my dog. Is it really? 11 year. Yeah, Where's man. It gonna it's gonna been be crazy. Uh, it's gonna be uh, in Heartland. It's a big festival. What? Just and, for? Um, just for? No, no. The long story short, and trying to make I'll make this short too, but uh, Bloodfest was started 11 years ago. It's a huge festival, yeah, like six different it. stages. Yep. You know, thousands and thousands of people. Well, it was started at my buddy's basement. We were the first year it ever started. And, um, and basically there was like 10 bands that year and there's a bunch of kids that came out to this kid's house and we all played and it was like, it was something that we just did for fun. What? And then the next year it just blew up and the next year it just blew up. So now, you know, fast forward 11 years from now, this festival has been going on for 11 years and there's thousands and thousands of people and, multi, you know, shit. you know, tens, you know, whatever, six different stages and, um, you know, so many bands and, yeah. um, it's the last year they're doing it. So That's I reached out to huge. these guys I haven't really kept in touch with, like, it's sad, but these kids I grew up with, my best friends growing up. Yeah. And um, I was like, yo, we got people. They said, who do you guys want to see at the last Blood Fest? And a bunch of people like shout us out. And I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you guys want to do this? Yeah, I got to do it. Yeah. So so we, uh, it's been cool. Past couple of weeks, we reconnected and started playing through this stuff, trying to figure out what we played back in the day. But anyway, that was the high school band right out of high school. Um, I joined a different band toward, we got signed and that type of thing. But before we got signed, we'd have to stay at random places mm -hmm. to crash and so forth. Some random people's houses that liked our music and, um, at one night we stayed in an MMA gym, like mm -hmm. a martial arts gym yeah, yeah. and there was, um, matting in the floor and so forth. So we slept there. It was a great place to crash, yeah, yeah. but I got to fool around with, um, like the MMA, the bags and mitts and all that sort of stuff. And I yeah. go, that's it. When the band breaks up, this is what I'm doing next. Yeah. Right. So fast forward, like a year after that, we released a record. We got signed and toured around a little bit and the guys wanted to like settle on and have families and stuff. Yeah. And I moved back and I was like youngest dude in the band. I moved back. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing now, but I guess I'm doing <laughs> MMA now. So. I found an MMA gym back in the day, and this is when people thought it was like street fighting in the, yeah. in the alley and stuff. Yeah. No one knew what it was. 
And uh, I started fighting and I started competing in those types of things. And it got to the point where I couldn't afford to drive out. I was driving from Howell Brighton area all the way out to Clinton Township. So okay. hour drive yeah. and so forth. I'm like, man, I can't afford to keep training. I'm telling my coach. Yeah. And he goes, he was a regional director. I think he might still be, but regional director of all the YMCAs in the area. Yeah. And he goes, man, he goes, you get certified. Like I had lost, you know, 60 or 70 pounds at the time to get to my fight weight. And he goes, man, you get certified. I'll give you a job. So... I ended up getting certified. I didn't end up actually working for him. I started working at a gym back home. Mm-hmm. But from there, personal training just took off. I uh, How old were you really at the time? Cool. I think I was 20 years old. 20, okay. Yeah. Um, so it was crazy, man. Um, personal training kind of took off just because people saw my before and after transformation. Right, the fighter yeah. thing was kind of new. People didn't really know. But it was great, man. It had some killer transformations. And then from there, I got invited out to another really big national gym chain. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ended up working for them on a higher level and started running and kind of trying to fix some of the sales in their clubs and hopped yeah. around and kind of saw where the fitness industry was headed and I had the opportunity of opening up my first spot yeah. in Howell about six years ago. And, uh, after that, you know, so how did you, what made you think, or like, how did you know that it will work? Like, how, like, were you, did you have that many clients at the time, like to go from personal training or doing MMA to personal training? Like, how did you know that your first brick and mortar will work? Like, how did you know? Yeah, man, that's a great question. So it was interesting to me, and this is hilarious now looking back, but my passion was, was MMA circuit style training, conditioning, those types of things. Mm -hmm. So back in the day, like I was, you know, I was the first person in this big box gym. That's now massive swinging a kettlebell. No one even knew what it was Yeah, thinking I was, I was a weirdo. And, um, basically I had a bunch of personal training clients, but once I started moving up in this company, I took more of a management position at that point. So I wasn't personal training at that time. I actually gave, a lot, all of my personal training clients at the time to now our director of athletics, Nick, he was in the same gym mm-hmm. that I was in. So I had no personal training clients, but I was like, I moved back home. I'm pretty confident in my personal training yeah. skills. People will follow me from Novi, that kind of thing. But to tell you the truth, this is the best part is I was running one of the locations for that big box gym and right next door was a jazzercise, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here like doing, I am working sales to sell $14 a month memberships for this gym that has group classes machines everything you need a beautiful facility and i'm like struggling to sell 14 dollars a month memberships right and next door was a jazzercise for 60 bucks a month and they had zumba and this is when zumba first came out man and their parking lot was completely full i'm sitting out there looking out the front desk looking out the front window and their parking lot is completely full and we got like one car maybe in this huge gym right for a fraction of the cost membership wise and I thought, and Zumba was the big deal right then. Yeah. I'm like, there's a shift in the industry at that time. You know, CrossFit was just gaining some momentum and that okay. sort of thing. So the small boutique fitness was kind of coming out. And I was like, man, I gotta, I gotta get my own studio open so I can do my functional MMA training in there. But mm-hmm. my bread and butter is gonna be some Zumba. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and now looking back, I mean, it's Zumba's great. It gets people moving, but it's definitely not our model for those listening. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. uh yeah, when I first opened up, Zumba was blasting, man. I had an awesome Zumba instructor up front. And then, mm-hmm. like, what I did was kind of secondary with our functional training, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, finish trends come and go, and Zumba kind of, you know, died out. And it just, the functional training side of things just kind of blew up from there. So, so you, how, so you, so you use Zumba as like a, a platform, even like as a platform to get people in the door? Yeah, man. It was just hot at that moment, man. Yeah. You know, and I and I had nothing bad to say about it because it's getting people moving. But right? you, it was your the the parent company. You were still True Fit, but it was you were doing Zumba. Yeah, man. So True Fit isn't like one type of thing, right? right yeah. So yeah. that's I think that's what you're getting at as well. But 
you know, we can host plenty of other modalities under our roof. Mm-hmm. Um, True fit is just about changing all lives and mm-hmm. however that looks. Right. So if Zumba is getting people off their couch for the first time ever, getting them moving, let's host some Zumba, we'll get people in. You right. know what I mean? If it's, if it's hot at the, at the time, but take business aside, right. You know, if it's getting people moving and have them take their first steps, that's great. You know what I mean? And we can kind of advance them in from there. So, mm-hmm. you know, I was definitely still true fit and I was hosting Zumba classes inside oh. of true fit for sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it's kind of like, like you said, like to, to see like, damn, here I am struggling, trying to sell $14 a month memberships. And this Zumba class is like thriving. Like, I feel like I think people are doing what the majority of people are doing. Like, group fitness is becoming huge like with the crossfit thing mm-hmm. and 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 um and zumba i mean which i don't i don't think a lot of people do zumba but i mean a lot of people do like spin classes mm-hmm. um but like i think it's like a, a movement i think there's a fitness movement in general i mm-hmm. think everybody are they're headed towards this like gluten-free vegan yeah, vegetarian man. movement mm-hmm. you know they're more health conscious they're they're more aware of what they're putting into their bodies how they're doing and i mm-hmm. think everybody is going towards this fitness kick like there I, I see more people trying to get into personal training i see more people like taking control of their lives wanting to lose weight and get in better shape so i think you got in right at the right time yeah man like so but that that was that was six years ago so like that that was one story Okay, so how did mm. you realize, what, at what point you say, you know what, damn, I could franchise this shit. Like, I can make this a franchise. When did you start franchising? Yeah, so so initially starting out, so we opened up, so we opened up the second location within six months. So You were doing that good? It, yeah, it wasn't even necessarily that, to be honest. Okay. Like, the first couple of years of business, we were figuring things out. Yeah, yeah, Right, yeah, so yeah. we had these locations that open up now with you know, a hundred members pre-sold before they even open all those types of things. Like yeah, they got yeah. it, they got it good. Cause they learned from my mistakes. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, what I, what it was really on early on was just so much networking. Um, okay. and I, I just made so many amazing relationships at these gyms that I used to be at. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there's, there's an individual, Steve AV, um, he's in South Lyon. And I spent some time at that, um, big box gym that was in the area as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, he reached out, man. He goes, man, I just love what you're doing. He's kind of, you know, inspired by the movement and what we were doing. Mm-hmm. He goes, if there's any way for me to get involved, let's do it. So we partnered up on the second location. So yeah. for the first like five locations, it was me partnering with people that were interested in getting started. But mm-hmm. at that point, like I got, you know, I was blessed enough to get trained by some of the best in the industry for fitness sales. Right. right like yeah. if I can sell, if I, it was, if I was selling $14 a month memberships at this dead gym, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. So there was definitely expertise and definitely some, um, definitely definite education and mentors from that last chain that i worked at but basically we opened up we just kind of started moving and started being more that achiever mentality Mm -hmm. started making decisions that felt good i think a lot of times we a lot of people try to wait for their ducks to be in a row and that's never going to happen right or like it has to make sense no sometimes your gut tells you it makes sense and that's the best decision you can make right so after the first location started blowing up after a year and a half or so um but six months into it we opened our second one Mm -hmm. and that one was killer right when we opened it and yeah. then the other one was killer, right? So first five were like, I think five or six where I was actually partnered and I had stake in these companies. Yeah. And franchising is quite a process. Yeah. So it wasn't until I think after the sixth or seventh location that we actually started franchising. Before that, it was like, yeah, I was partners and then we switched into a license. So without too much legalities, it was probably right. the sixth location to answer your question. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay, man. okay. Damn, okay. yeah, I mean, that that's crazy. Like to, I mean, to be able to, you, but they were individual franchise. So like you had like, I mean, I'm not gonna say no ties to it, but you didn't have like if that gym failed, that was just on them. Like if it didn't make it, like um, so 
for those early on locations, I was a partner at one point. Mm-hmm. And then it got to the point where I was giving them all the value that I could have as a franchise. So marketing, sales support, logistics, mm-hmm. all of systems, all those types of things. Yeah. So once we got to a certain point of growth, it made a lot of sense for those early on locations to just become licenses in which are now franchises. Yeah, okay. So I was a partner, but now at this point they are franchises. Oh, okay. What was like what was like one of the a uh, few struggles that you had like just trying to run a, you know, multi-franchise business coming up? Like what was a few struggles like when you first started? Yeah, man. It's it's all about systems and logistics not being in place up front. Mm-hmm. Right? So it got to the point where you know, it's I I don't want to say consulting because it's much more than that, but even the consulting was literally me you know, giving my input or putting marketing things into place or doing graphics and all that sort of yeah. stuff. At one point I was doing all the graphics, the medias, the video, all the promo material, all the programs, everything new that we did. Damn. That was all me. Right. So I didn't have a, any meaning to the madness. Like mm-hmm. I was just kind of going by the fly. Oh, we yeah. need something that night. Here it is. You know, right. that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, no proven systems and like no strategy in, in which we could almost, you know, either delegate, eliminate or automate mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, one thing that, and, and this is just a question. I mean, I, I don't know if it's personal, it might be personal. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> it because oftentimes, like, there's there's two things that you usually need when starting a business, and that's credit and or capital or a combination mm-hmm. of both. So starting off, like, how, how were you able to even afford to even like open up a, a gym? Like, yeah, yeah. So I, I think it's really important to know that like what what our business is initially when we first started mm-hmm. was a very, very low equity startup. So mm-hmm. it didn't cost that much at all to mm-hmm. start up. But I also positioned myself for the second, third and fourth location to partner with someone. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, there was never a time like obviously we heard about some of my crazy story up front. Like yeah. I, I grew up in a trailer. I wasn't stacking cash. I didn't have. I didn't have great uh, monetary habits taught to me or anything at that age. I said, you know, I figured out a handful of years ago. Right. So at that point I'm still figuring out credit was shot up front. First year of business. Like this is legit stuff. First year of business. I had a, I had my, I had my Jeep repoed out of the back of my gym, man. Like it was, it was tough, man. Like, so, but the thing is, is that you, you, you figure it out. Like there's gonna be some shots and losses and it's going to look, the odds are stacked against you. And it, it happens. My faith comes into play a lot. You know, God's playing kind of thing, but yeah, um, I positioned myself with people that, you know, either had equity that were interested in what we we're doing. Um, or, you know, you just kind of grind through it. Like every time run a sale or a promo, make it happen. Like, yeah. you know, if there's, if there's people listening right now that need a little bit of equity, to get something moving, there's like easy ways to get some cash moving and so forth with mm-hmm. just thinking outside the box. And those yeah. Types of things. yeah. Cause it's crazy. That's, I mean, there's a few things that come into play. Like I said, when you buy start a business, like it's like, okay, I don't have, the capital, but then it's like, mm-hmm. okay, I, maybe I had good credit, but it's like for you now to be able to sell a franchise, it's a little easier because it's like, if I want to franchise a true fit, like there's a business plan, there's systems in play to show, okay, there's mm-hmm. a track for success. So I can, yeah. you know, go get a business loan and be like, well, I mean, here's it, the proof is there. Here's portfolio, yeah. Right. But when someone else like tries to, let's say, start their own, you know, box gym or their mm-hmm. own, you know, thing it, that it's hard. Cause now you got to write up a business plan. And mm-hmm. I mean, obviously everybody sets a blueprint. So, I mean, obviously it wouldn't be anything for somebody to mimic a blueprint or a business plan from some other successful gym. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you know, it, it, it that becomes hard. It, it's mm-hmm. hard to be like, okay, well, where do I start? A lot of people don't know where to start, yeah. where to get the money from, who, where to get, can they get investors? You know, it, so that, that discourages people from, 
doing anything and they yeah. they may want to they want to be an entrepreneur but it's like damn where do i start and yeah, so like I you said what your what people learn you're even people that like own a franchise they got to learn from your mistakes and see it right. firsthand so now they can keep going up yeah yeah and i think there's something to be said about these these phenomenal like incredible individuals like we I, something about this movement man it just attracts the most incredible people ever mm-hmm. so these like these 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 owners that own these franchise locations like there's something to be said about them wanting to buy a franchise yeah a proven model right yeah i think if now looking back if i would have really known what i know now mm-hmm. like where we are right now of course i make that decision right? right but if you would have showed me the first early two years of business because i was prideful and wanted to do my own thing yeah that it that it would have looked a lot different man like the difference i think the difference with my case scenario is man like for me my standard of okay living normal living it was in the trailer park like okay you know yeah. like my we i saw i saw a truck get repo- repossessed out of my front of my trailer before you yeah, know what i mean like yeah. that was my standard so i'm like worst case okay like the the world won't end if i go back to that level right yeah so what would it look like if i was maybe a little bit more privileged growing up yeah i would probably be way more fearful of what have what have could have yeah. happened by failing right so yeah. It was easier for me because I was a single young dude. If I fail, oh well, right? Yeah. My credit was already shot growing up. I didn't have, you know, anything going on, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I had nothing really to lose, right? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a much more easier situation to sit there and grind and put yourself in a situation to fail than someone that does have something to lose, right? Right, yeah. But f- flashback, like if I, if now looking back at it, like why people want to be an entrepreneur, there, there are there are right now 20 entrepreneurs doing amazing things inside the truth of franchise mm-hmm. franchise model, being creative and putting stuff into place mm-hmm. that know that it made more sense to learn from someone else's mistake. Too, right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So unless there's like this new innovation, like invention or something like that, mm-hmm. what does it look like? I, I was lucky that I got to be a part of this big box chain for a while yeah. and learn from their mistakes. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I think, I think sometimes we just jump overboard and like, which is a good model, like jump off a cliff and build your plane on the way down. That's yeah. a great position to be if yeah. you're not afraid to fail. Right. But if you got one foot in, one foot out, because you're afraid to fail, like don't jump off that that cliff. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So I guess back on back on track, I think like if they're interested in doing something to be an entrepreneur and doing their own thing, a lot of times saying that word their own t- thing, and I know that's not what you're implying, but just yeah. hopping off that, that to me makes me a little nervous because there's a lot of pride. Like right, yeah, in that yeah. term, I want to do my own thing. No, tell me, tell me what you want to do. Okay. Why is it different? Right. Right. And I think a lot of people get in the position where they, they imitate and then try to learn how to innovate. Mm-hmm. But I don't care what industry you're in. Like it's hard to stand out in any industry if you're not innovating up front yeah. instead of imitating kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Right. Unless you're ready to grind and go yeah. through it, man. Like you can do it, you yeah. know, but like, so it is a dark, vicious road up front, man. Yeah. Learning, learning from what, from what, and those types of things, and a lot of losses, man. Which some people are built for that. Yeah. Some people love that, you know. Is there like a? Is, and this is more personal, but I don't like. I said I don't give a fuck you. Um, <laughs> is there like a uh, like a like a? I probably shouldn't. Have, you got. I don't know. You run a gym, dude. You probably got. Is there like a like a? Was there ever like a time where like there was like a Mrs. True Fit or Mrs. Tyler to help do everything? Like yeah, I love you that. just kind of split or like yeah, ha- I love it, man. Yeah, dude. So this is not this is not personal. I'm okay. open book. Um, there had been a couple like Mrs. True Fits. Uh-huh. I mean, I've I've only I've, I've been married before, so if shut that's the fuck question, up. Yeah, no, no, doubt. I did not did know, that. know that. That's no. a great question. Yeah, and that's a that's another great question, man. Another, I'm an open book and being transparent because if anything, we can we can learn and inspire from other people. But um, <clears throat> that's my achiever mindset, man. I rush something a little too quick, and mm-hmm. how old are you? Things. Um, this is 
probably two or two or three years ago. Okay. So I'm 29 now. So I think it was 27. Okay. 27, 26. And did, did that like, how did that affect the business, if at all? Like, were you like still building together? Does she have like yeah. a gym now? Or did Yeah. So that was, yeah, man. <laughs> so that was, that's a great question, dude. Because like, if I would have been like, if I was already at a point where things were cruising, man, we're at a good, Trufa was at a dope place at that point. Yeah. But it still wasn't at the point where I could take the gas off. Yeah. Right. So you have people from the outside. And this is a great note with entrepreneurs are listening and that kind of stuff. Like, we'll bounce back onto like, who am I? Like, what am I actually trying to accomplish? What am I doing? Right. You know, that kind of thing. Um, I, you know, there was, there's a handful of issues with that without diving into what went south with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I don't, I, now looking back, I definitely was not at a point where I could have been married. Like okay. I did not put myself in a position to be married. I definitely valued that divorce was something growing up that like, is just not acceptable. Yeah, right, yeah. Like faith wise, like, dude, like I'm not proud of that. It's embarrassing, but, yeah. um, you know, it's a story, but, um, I, they always, those types of relationships, like I, there's so much stress and so much pressure inside the building that I mm-hmm. tried to segregate that Okay. inside the business. As well. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I would let them in a little bit, like, you know, come on in and like meet the community and stuff. Like, like I let them be a part of it. Right. But like when it comes to really telling them what's going on behind the scenes, what kind of expectations are really laid on me, yeah. what kind of stuff is really on my shoulders. Like I was not transparent about that whatsoever. Yeah. Right. Like I got it all together. Yeah. So that kid that like, I don't have any childhood trauma, yeah. right? I, uh, I, I got it all together. Pride, you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, there's a certain point where I think there's some resilience in that, you know? Right. But, um, as far as Mrs. Truefits, no, but there were other partners. Right. Stuff yeah, up front. Yeah, yeah. So early on years one and two, I did have a, a different partner okay. at one point that was involved in on a very part-time basis, but it was help. Right. I'm a firm, I'm a very big advocate on help. Mm-hmm. Like, don't go into that dark. My first year of business by myself was dark, dude. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't recommend that to anybody. And it doesn't mean you have to have a partner, but at least have a, you know, a mentor. Or yeah. in our case, like a lot of these franchisees have our whole support from HQ as well yeah. as myself. You know, like, yeah. I don't go. I, I knew what I was doing. I had a good pedigree because where I came from. Yeah. I was too prideful to ask people for help, man. It was, it was a dark, messed up yeah. year, man. And honestly, year two is when I started to get help and was open to other arrangements and other partnerships. There's yeah. so much abundance in this world that I think people grasp onto something that they can say that they're the only owner or yes. I have full control or yes. all that stuff and yes. pride will kill yes. you. You might pull it off, but it is a deep dark road that yes. I don't recommend. No, I mean, no, I mean, the, the, now that you say that it's crazy because you're right. And my thing is it's like a lot of people, um, they don't want to ask anybody for help because in the end, if they do pull it off, like you said, then they got the the gratification saying, I, nobody helped me. I did it on my own. Yep. Like that. So a lot of people don't want to reach out and ask. It's like, well, shit, I, you know, if, if I, if I do it on my own and I do it without anybody helps, I can say, no, I, I did it with no handouts. Yeah. But it's like, you know, everybody needs help, dude. Some, somebody laid a blueprint for everybody. You fo- followed a business plan, a business model. You had a mentor, like some way, shape, or form, someone helped you along the way. Mm. You cannot just go be an entrepreneur or a business owner, be successful, and say no one helped you. There's no possible way. Whether you read a book, you've seen an interview, something or someone helped you. So that's not true. But a lot yeah. of people are too prideful to be like, you know, even do, doing whatever you want to do. They don't want to reach out to somebody because it's like, damn, if I reach out, then I look like less of a person or less of a successful business person. Like, even if, like, shit, just 
because you reach out, that don't mean you less successful. That don't mean that, you know mm. what I'm saying? They can't learn from you. Like you, you can always teach somebody something. So just because mm. you reached out first, that don't mean they, maybe they want to reach out to you. Who knows? Yeah. Like, Nothing makes me lose my mind more when I see that term self-made thrown around. Yeah. Like yep. it's a badge. Yeah. Like you ain't self-made first off. And, and if you is, like if you're saying that you're not successful, yeah. like either you're a liar or you're not successful. Yeah. Self-made is you're, the worst. They're hiding behind like this facade and they're, yep. you, you can't be, there's no way to be self-made. Like, mm-hmm. especially with like so many like entrepreneurs and business owners before you, like where did you get the idea to even start this? Right. Like, unless you like started something that nobody else on this earth is doing, right. which is in this day and age, not even feasible. Mm-hmm. Like, how can you say you're self-made like someone actually made and shaped you and like when you were growing up you probably seen some had an idea mm. something got you to where you are today and it was or someone don't say you're self-made so i really don't agree with that yeah. that, that term either so i'm with you man it, it gets crazy um like fast forward what's your vision like the yeah. next five years how you what do you see true fit like how do you see yeah man good question so we're going through we're at the point now where like our portfolio that we mentioned earlier is there. Like this movement is incredible. And like anytime, anytime I get into like business talks and that kind of stuff, I always shift it back. Like I don't even have these conversations unless people like yourself get it. Yeah. And it's like, it's literally about changing lives. Like our vision statement starts with transforming all lives. So my goal is to transform all lives Mm -hmm. through community health and fitness and our whole vision statement. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, that's what we believe in as a brand and so forth. So right now for me, it's still, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. Right. Cause right now the whole model's in place. We could say, let's do this national marketing campaign mm-hmm. and sell a bunch of franchises and do it. But at that point, at that point, how, how fast is growth and then right. how fast is quality yeah. and how fast. So this is a completely transparent conversation. So literally our franchises that call or people that are interested, we get daily inquiries every day. Mm-hmm they get one call back and then if they don't answer the phone or call us back, we don't call them back. Again. Shut the fuck up. I will not call them back again. That's it. It's not that they're necessarily cut off, but if they call us back again, okay, we'll yeah. answer, but we'll also get the timeline as well. I am not in the business of selling franchises. Okay. I am not in the business of selling franchises. Okay. This is such a precious, like if you haven't been a part of the true fit community, like it's hard to get, but like this is such a precious way that we automatically, you know, magnetize or, you know, attract people like yourself mm-hmm. to just amazing yeah. people in the community that feed into others that care about others, yeah. those types of things that if, if they are not 110% passionate about doing it, mm-hmm. we're not, we're not, I don't want to say we're not interested, but it's just not a good right. fit. Yeah, yeah. Another thing is, is like people, the questionnaire and the, 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 the way the process to go through mm-hmm. this, like other fitness franchises, they're in the, they're in the business of selling franchises. So not only will they put out ads to attract you, they'll call you back three different times, doing manipulative language, trying to sell you a franchise. Okay. This is a business. Like if people know the amount of time that goes into a business, which is in in our franchise model close to a lot less than it would be if you try to open up on your own. Right. But it's a major life decision, dude. You're not selling someone a vacuum. You're selling them a business, right? So like now you have these brands that are going around (laughs) like cold calling people, blasting them, to buy a business and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden manipulating them in incentive waves to open up a second location really quick. Yeah. And that's why these, ba- these brands are suffering and that's why they're just a business. Right. So, yeah. um, my vision, you know, bouncing off in other ways, I, I want to transform my life. So I want to continue to grow, mm-hmm. but in a matter that when these open, they are a true fit. Mm-hmm. And then also that we got the right candidates in place. Right. We haven't had any of these locations closed down. We're not about to have any. Yeah. So that's, 
in you know, a nutshell, I, as far as the business side goes. Right. What what I like about the whole the truth in movement, and and this is like like there's other other gyms. I mean, you you have uh, other local gyms that that do you know similar style of of training with the uh, the hit style training and mm-hmm. the timer and music and having fun and all that. Right. Um. But what 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 attracted me one, um, it it didn't feel like it was there was any pressure like when I came to my first class I didn't feel like it was any pressure from the 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 uh the trainers like none of the trainers I ever feel pressure it's just like you can literally if you want to you know do it at your you, you are held accountable which I love the accountability mm. factor of true fit is what keeps me like okay damn I got because you, you are held accountable it's, it's been times where I've been working out and I'm like okay let me just get this 25 pound dumbbell do some chest press and then yeah. I'll get like one of the coaches come by and they're like okay really martez like are you serious and i'm like fuck like or you know they'll you know david does his little thing where he's like well you know this guy at this other true fit he does a 75 <laughs> pound and i'm like fuck now i gotta go get a 75 so Let's you know go. i mean yeah like it really does the accountability is huge that's why i really i liked and then it really does feel like a family it's not just like a gym mm-hmm. and it's like you don't just come here work out and go home like you literally see people come here they get here a little early they sit around they chat and and then even afterwards before classes i mean mm-hmm. when classes are done people are sitting around chatting and they're in it the networking's amazing like everybody's like really like when i took the little hiatus and i came back and people are like what the fuck like where have you been and it's yeah. like that made me feel good mm-hmm. you know like Cause it's not just a gym where you just come work out, go home. It's like, like yeah. this little family, like, where have you been? Like, where have you, you know, they, they're holding me accountable. They're asking questions and they're, they're trying to keep me engaged. And even yourself, like should do get back in here. Like, you know, so that really is like what keeps me coming to this, you know, establishment. Like it's like, it's more than a gym. It's yeah, like, it's really yeah. like a family dude. So that, that's what I like. I like that. And I like the accountability And it. Like I said, there's not a lot of pressure um you come you work out and you have fun it, it's fun yeah. more than anything so you said um, it way better than i could have been i mean dude so there i mean I, I like i like that i like that about true fit um and in five years you know down the line you know i, I there's gonna be a, a lot of success and like just hearing you say okay well we open these gyms we didn't we don't plan on closing any of them mm-hmm. moving forward we just plan on keep building and, mm-hmm. and you know tweaking the systems and play and, and making them better so mm. um Love that, man. yeah no i it's it just it, it's crazy like i don't know dude what um i think before we hop in i think the most beautiful thing that you said was there's some days i want to come in and i just want to do some chest presses and yeah whatever but you got in here man yeah right and this is a this is a case right here where martez is a beast guy <laughs> so if you guys if you guys don't know martez goes hard man and he's the guy in the back amping everybody up in the room which is amazing this dude yeah. walked in and he got the the true fit spirit right away man yeah. and he's a big big part of the life here at, at true fit detroit but the biggest thing is like there are a lot of small box fitness facilities that are just put that you have that pressure that competition mm-hmm intimidation factor and so forth right mm-hmm. so like and that's what it is it's like you ha- you, s- you talked about people chatting about after class that's a community aspect right. that's so huge i think we underestimate like you're you're a social a great networker and so forth mm-hmm. but i think we underestimate how many people don't have any kind of community right yeah. we get older we don't want to play we don't really have friends you know i mean we do have friends but we don't right. really like we don't really have fun we don't have like our social thing every night to go through and those types yeah. of things which is a huge gap right so yeah it's yeah some days you come in here you just want to you just want to stand you, you got in here that's a win right? right yeah yeah yeah. but you're also getting community which is the the, the forefront part, exactly right you got people so i love that man yeah yeah so um like i mean we're about to wrap up just like and i'm you already touched on a little bit but just just what advice you know just to reiterate like what advice would you give 
like I said, anybody who wants to be an entrepreneur, like that has doubts and fears and, and, are, and scared to take that leap of faith, like what what's the biggest piece of advice you would give? And what's the biggest piece of advice you've gotten to make you want to keep going so you yeah. didn't quit? Yeah. So the biggest piece of advice I would I would say, I would just ask questions, right? Mm-hmm. Without being too, you know, yeah. metaphoric, whatever. But like, like why, why do you want to do this? Yeah. Okay. Because right now, like, without without bouncing off too long but like i th- when me like me and you were growing up there's a lot of pressure to go yeah go to high school go to college yep do this that's what you're supposed to do yep and now i think it's sexy to be an entrepreneur you know you got you got all all these entrepreneurs on instagram and so forth telling you this and that and giving you pep talks and mm-hmm. how to set your own business and so forth like i think people underestimate like what it's like to really clock out at a nine-to-five yeah that's cool if you're living your passion right like if you feel fulfilled right right and you don't have to be fulfilled on that but like people that i think entrepreneur people want to be an entrepreneur for the title yeah, right and yeah, i think yeah. most you know people most people want to throw in their instagram handle or their bio and say i'm an entrepreneur yeah. and I, is a title for validation right. right so like gut check yourself that you're not trying to do this for validation because yeah. i gotta admit that i up front without knowing it, it was that's what i did right but on that other end like are you willing to fail what does the worst case scenario look like and be totally comfortable with that yeah right like Worst case, this is what happened. I'll still be okay. I can't think of one scenario, right? Like, unless things go terribly south, right? Yeah. Like, like you're going to be all right, right? Yeah. And you got to be okay with that because the amount of stress and pressure and anxiety that comes with um, starting your own business or anything like that is through the roof, right? Yeah. And have a team. Have a mentor. And mm-hmm. that doesn't have to be like, yes, sensei, what do I do? Yeah. But it just find, connect with someone that you can connect with awesome. Mm-hmm. And the number one question you can ask to open up those relationships if you don't know anybody is just shoot a message and be like, hey, are you for hire? Right. Okay. Hey, are you for hire? Is like that number one question that you ask people, and almost ninety percent that person will never come back with you with a dollar amount. Yeah. But when you're approaching someone that you appreciate their value, there's a certain stance on which if you want to ask them for some help, yeah. at least express their value up front. Okay. Hey, are you ha- for? Hey, are you for hire? I'm looking to do this. I would love some insight. Yeah. Right. Because there's a definite different stance than this. And this isn't something I need personally, but this is a good tool that was, I was taught. Yeah. Because usually that person's like, I would love to help, but you just expressed and let them know their value. Not that you were just looking for a handout. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. give, 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 and then take. Okay. That makes sense. That's some good ass advice. I've never even thought about it like that. Like, especially <laughs> to a person might be like, are you for hire? Like, like, damn. I mean, cause like you said, you want to, one acknowledge that they're worth like you don't want to undercut anybody hey mm-hmm. are you fired like don't just make it seem like this person's already you know they're entrepreneur doing things so obviously they've proven they can do this why would you make it just seem like they're just a normal average joe schmo mm-hmm. to just approach them like hey uh with da 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 like you don't know like but when you access a, a line of professionalism there too mm-hmm. and then they're like okay let them break that and be like you know what yeah i am but i, I wouldn't mind helping you like if you just want some general yeah. advice i'll give it to you like yeah Cause it, 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 that's like advice. Like when people give like, when you like Gary V, Gary V, he's very good with like giving mm-hmm. out jewels. Um, I like Will Smith. I like yeah. Eric Thomas. Um, yeah. they give out so much, uh, Jay-Z, they give out so much like, like business, uh, advice and like you know business practices that worked for them and yeah. you know getting up at 4 30 in the morning like that's yeah. when you hear all the successful business owners like that's one or entrepreneurs that's one thing they all embody like mm-hmm. taking advantage of your time like mm-hmm. your time like getting up earlier just get up you know mm-hmm. if you know the early bird gets to worm like some people really 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 live by that and you get up early you can start you have 24 hours in your day to, yeah. to, to do whatever you want to do and like mm-hmm. 
you embody getting up on time and getting up earlier than you normally would and you create a lifestyle and i think all these people that give these jewels and 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 this advice like are successful for a reason you know and when they give it to you that's free game like when somebody gives you free game like you run with it yeah because like you said it's people out here that don't want to share it's people out here that's like nope i want to have all this information and access to it and i just want to use it and it's like dude what are you what are you doing with it like yeah man so yeah i love that i think there's i think there's a there's a flip side to that like i i'm a huge fan of these guys Mm -hmm. and i don't take any credit from them um there's definitely a flip side and i just want people to be cautious of be yourself yeah like be yourself like i'm put in a position where if 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 those listening i'm like tattooed all over i look like i just got out of prison and those types (laughs) of things right so i'm past the point that i can look like something i'm not to a certain extent you know i mean i I don't look like tattoos that's not who i am but i have them right but um i think there's (laughs) the the very first grand opening i ever had at my first location i looked like carlton man i had a little button-up t-shirt plaid shirt man like khakis dude i'll throw i'll get you that picture dude um khakis like these stupid boat shoes i dressed up like and this is like one of my favorite stories dressed up and tried to look like something i'm not because i wanted to be perceived as successful and those types of things um i just had another business meeting you know even earlier today with a multi multi-millionaire and i get in front of him and i'm like hey man like be to be completely transparent this is where we're at yeah you know there's certain things i don't have figured out i'm still figuring them out yeah, and so yeah, forth yeah. do not get online and try to be another freaking guru yeah. on something that you're not ready for yet yeah be a student 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 until you're gary v or someone that has those yeah. credentials to be a guru you yeah. know yeah so. Man, a lot of a lot of good knowledge, man. I definitely appreciate Tyler, you know, founder and CEO of True Fit for coming out. It, it means a lot. Mutual, dude. man. It, it, mean, time, it man. means a lot, man, for you to come out and share all these gems. Like I said, I mean, the, the access to information, like people hear this and then they, they know, you know, they hear that you failed. They hear that you, you, you were scared. They hear that you did this and that. And it's like, damn. But now he's successful. But they people see that overnight success and they're like, damn, he got 20 locations. But it's like things like this they need to hear. Like people mm. need to hear this information. Be like, okay, if if I, I do fail, I mean, I'm not the only one that ever failed at something before I became successful. So I definitely appreciate you coming out. Mutual. Um, where can people find uh, find you or True Fit on the, on the Instagram or facebook or where yeah, you guys are everywhere yeah so it's it's called true fit but it's spelled t-r-v-f-i-t so if you go to t-r-v-f-i-t fitness on instagram or myself tyler k-o-r-o-n-i-c-h on instagram as well as trv.com it's true fit as well yeah go ahead over to true fit man get some apparel sign up for some classes man it's it's it, a, a lot of the times it's like to you can come to i mean i got like a like when i first came it was like a, a six-week challenge that was free to even to see if i even enjoyed or even like it could even hang so man check we'll out do another one we're doing another free 21 day update. really yeah okay so Beginning check, next month we're doing a free 21 days everybody's invited check out Let's true go. fit come get a workout in man they, they they this community is more than just working out it's more than fitness it's family man really really um, embody like the the community you know within a community like it's, it's so crazy check out true fit man go follow them get some apparel come you know they don't have to sell i can sell it. i can say this shit this is my show Dude, damn it he just <laughs> won himself a job <laughs> <laughs> so man go get them man go check them out everything that they're about you know it's awesome like i said it's a huge community and and what you getting is more than just getting fit you getting the family and and it's it's really worth your money um 
So yeah, man. Mad love, man. Yeah, thank thanks for listening, man. This is Knowledge Under Influence. I'm the host once again, Martez. Follow me on Instagram, Martez underscore for show F A S H O. Um, man, share, screenshot, share, tag us, tag True Fit, tag Tyler, tag me. Put it on your page, man. That you know, it doesn't have to be monetary all the time. Like to support somebody could be a simple share, a simple like. You know, somebody might need to hear this. So if you're listening, share it. And if you're not listening, hopefully you'll be listening soon. Thanks for listening. <laughs>